the John Jones situation, Louis Pena. Uh, now, I think you would have heard Chuck Liddell, although he's now retired, long since retired. And then there's the, um, um, what's I going to say? Yeah, Conor McGregor. But starting with John Jones and Louis Pena, from what I've been hearing, from the um when I get a chance, the the you know the news um channels in mixed martial arts they have their channels on YouTube. Pena has only had an incident involving domestic violence or something similar twice. This is the second this is the second time now and the UFC have seen it fit to cut him. But um why is it this is probably the upteenth time now for John Jones and the closest he gets to that is just being banned from his gym, which doesn't really make any who cares he can just go and he can go and join another team elsewhere yeah. and he's got the name power so that more than likely despite all his issues and problems they're more than likely going to say yes you can join us yeah it's louis Pena's a strange one as well because he has he had had that i think he's had one or two incidents prior i don't think it's the the same the same incident but he's actually come out and spoke that he has mental health issues and stuff like that, which for me, like if you work in any 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 business anywhere else, uh, em- employers have um, a well-being, like a wellness kind of policy. If you come to them and you say you're suffering from X, Y, Z, they should then provide facilities for you or get you help, etc. You know, if I was in work and I said, look, I'm suffering from depression, or this, that, the other day, they would then they would pay for it. Obviously, I don't know what way. Because the UFC have them as contractors, obviously they're not really obligated to do anything. Um, but it's sad because if anyone needs the help from the company, it's him. He might not have, he's not John Jones. He doesn't have the money um, to maybe, well, he, well, I don't know. But like John Jones has an, not an unlimited amount of money, but he would have a, a, a fairly huge bank account. Whereas Lou Pena, I don't know. He's not a top name. He might not have that much money in the bank. He he deserves the help. And rather than just release him, I know whatever he's 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 allegedly accused of being done isn't right. They need, I think they need to help him more than John Jones. John Jones needs to help himself at this stage. Whereas Louis Pena came out in between and said, I have mental health issues. These are problems that I am having. And they're letting him go because he doesn't bring in any money. He doesn't bring any value to the company like John Jones. Um, they did strip John one time of his belt, and that's when DC won it. And he was suspended for a short while. But like you suspended him knowing, you're, knowing that he's going to come back. And then you're going to, on the comeback, you're going to build up a massive pay-per-view because you're going to say, here was a former champion. Here's the person who took his place who he didn't win the belt off. So they like, it, it all seems marketing-based to me, which which isn't right. Uh, so I don't know. What, what are your feelings on it? <clears throat> David, there was a saying that I heard once on another podcast. I think I, went, I don't necessarily need to say his name because um, if I say his name, then I pick up the podcast. You know, you should try and, as I've been hearing, you try and stay in your letter. Some of my own viewers on this podcast, or should I say our viewers have told me. Um, but the saying that I heard from the other source was cash is king. You know what I mean? Cash is king. So the organization are going to go, well, people in general, especially if they're not your family or even your friends, 
they are going to go where the money is. And I heard this, I just, I remember the response and the demeanor that John, that not John, not John Jones, that Dana White gave in response to the John Jones incident that he gave to that particular journalist that asked him the question, um, you know, we're going to deal with uh, John Jones, going to come from the UFC, oh yeah, blah, and Dana White goes, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, this is what happens when John Jones comes to Vegas, you know, it's just, just made excuses, random excuses. But Pena, just after two mistakes, as they call it, and he's even admitted he has problems, so he's giving you warning that these are situations he could find himself in, and these are, you know, these are problems that potentially could um could arise. They get rid of him, but they don't get rid of the person who has so much controversies and so much incidents and so just so much trouble. Let me say, following them, they keep that person. You know, so you just kind of feel it's really unfair. The other person even admitted they've got serious problems, and for certain people, and especially for men. It's not something that we we do um, willingly. They'll say we will say or we will feel that it's quite embarrassing for us to admit that we have this particular weakness. So we will need help along the way when we're doing something such as fighting, which takes a lot of mental strength as well to perform to perform well when you're competing. So, um, you know, I was thinking to myself um, just the other day when I first heard of this situation, again, this man's got himself into a situation, John Jones that I'm speaking about, and his boss, Dana White, is absolutely refusing to um, even admit there's there's a problem here that probably won't even helping by allowing him to stay as one of our employees, one of our fighters. Really, we should cut this guy and let him go. Maybe the biggest, the best punishment for this individual is for them to what's the best way I can phrase this let let them have a, a particular punishment let them suffer a consequence that will hurt them a lot and that is being cut from the UFC that is ceasing or taking away their biggest source of income I'm assuming I mean he has a name power so of course he's employed by the UFC brings in the pay-per-views and the money but also he'll be also be tied together with lots of sponsors and other brands, I'm sure. But uh, you need to give them the biggest punishment of all, I think, so they can really learn and understand that they've got a big problem and they really got to sort themselves out before they can continue doing whatever they, it is they love to do, you know. And, yeah, like you said, it's really unfair that Peña got cut just after two incidents, but John Jones has a whole history of so many wrongdoings you know the um the car crashes where he hit the, where he had a collision with the pregnant lady she broke her arm he left the scene he came back after a while after the police had left and picked up some belongings from the car and then disappeared again you know so many issues so um not that i don't mean to waffle on but it does shock me but i mean when it comes to situations like this in the ufc like conor mcgregor i'm sure many people will not be be surprised. The golden boys get treated in a certain way. They, they have this sort of privilege that they can enjoy, where they can get away with murder. Um, I was thinking just to myself about the John Jones case. He's done so many things. I mean, the um, domestic violence, the, um, the car crash, the steroids. I mean, what else is there left that, that he has to do wrong before Dana White probably wakes up and realizes this guy has a problem and maybe we are not helping him by keeping him employed in the UFC. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was thinking maybe the only thing left now is attempted murder. 
<laughs> so, yeah <laughs> yeah you know so it's, it's crazy yeah it could be it's i actually like the point you made about Luis Pena that he came out and it's very hard for men to do so like Luis Pena came out so for Luis Pena to come out and say his problems and the UFC to get rid of him I know whatever he's done or whatever um like what does that say the UFC care about mental health within their fighters it's kind of slap in the face really isn't it um, especially in this day and age where it's like you have the likes of Tyson Fury advocating for it, who's a big advocate for it. Um, it's kind of a slap in the face. Imagine coming and say, look, I have a problem. And then it's like, oh, I, I don't give a shit. But don't mind John over there. John's going to keep fighting. I don't know if cutting John is the best thing. I think maybe suspend him. Like he, I think he's refusing, not refusing, but he hasn't mentioned anything about professional help. He said it. He's just got demons with alcohol and he went on a rant earlier. I think it's taken down off Twitter, but it, they were screen grabbed and he said he was abused as a child and stuff like this. I'll have to that? send you the source. Uh, John Jones. I'll have to get you the source. It was MMA Breeze's page on, on Instagram. They had, uh, it was a series of tw- deleted tweets from John Jones. Um, but like you said, with this latest incident, whereas we have to assume he's innocent until he's proven guilty. The same with Luis Pena, the same with Chuck. Um, but once it's over, maybe, maybe once it's over and it's gone to court, maybe something might be done then, but I don't see it happening because, like you said, money money makes the world go round. I don't think they're, they're, they're in the John Jones business. He's arguably probably one of the greatest fighters that have ever fought. His only loss is a, a, a disqualification, which really shouldn't have been disqualification. But I don't know. It's, 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 I don't want to say I feel bad for Penny because what he's done isn't a nice thing. But he was open and honest about yeah. his issues. Um, he was open and honest about his issues. And it was kind of, a, they, they don't, if you're not, if you're not that guy, if you're not the guy, you, you, it's, you're not going to get let away with these things, unfortunately. No, but it's, I mean, John Jones is what, about 34, 35. Pena's even younger, I think 27, 28. I'm not sure of exact age, but I think he is under 30. Yeah, your Pena definitely is younger than John Jones. So yeah. Pena probably has a, a so let's say more time before he's reached he's uh he has to um before he has to think about retiring. Um so you would have thought that God, you would have thought that these people would have kept Pena because he's still um it's still valuable to the company and probably told John Jones um really or cussing it because well, I mean he still have a few, still has a few more years left um, in him, but uh, at the same time, I think he's just done so many things that I mean, this happened on the same night. Oh my God, he was inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. I mean, we laugh about, it, but how shocking is it? I mean, some people have even said, uh, I mean, um, DC, excuse me, DC was saying um, just not too long after the incident had been brought to light that. Um, when people aren't even disappointed anymore, that just goes to show how bad, you know, it's almost like this is expected of you. That's just how bad the situation is. 
you know. So, um, uh, I just uh, like I said before. I mean, what else is there that he has to do wrong before before Dana White wakes up to his senses and realizes that maybe I'm not helping him? He needs to go and probably really straighten his life out and uh, yeah, sort himself out before he thinks of what else he's going to do with his life. Yeah, see, they won't release him though because you release him, Bellator snap him up, anyone slap him up. He could go into business for himself as well, you know, kind of like the way Mayweather and all does his own. Well. Promotions. You say Bellator would snap him up, but I mean, I'll, I'll go by the CEO, the, by the main person's name, Scott Coker, and um, the other um, people who own the other big names, PFL won championship. When they see his history and what he's done, and not to say that he's the only one, um, it does happen a lot in the sport and, and other sports as well. The issue of the steroids and, you know, just other think issues he he has i mean when you take him on into your when you employ him and take him on into your organization into your promotion are you not also taking on the other the problems that he has as well yes but they don't care about his problems outside then once what they they could get one or two big paydays out of him like imagine john jones on the bellator catch would probably be the biggest ratings they'd get have him for one or two fights three fights off you go. Or he could go into business for himself. And then people who are out of contract come fight John Jones. They set up like a a thing. But I don't know. I think especially after the Hall of Fame being inducted, I think for Dana he did have that little speech after and he, he didn't really say too much. But for him, like that's a black eye for the UFC to do it straight after. To do it straight after. Like, that's embarrassing. Yeah, like there's a couple, there was what, eight hours in between him getting inducted and, and that happening. So, like, imagine everyone's probably telling you not to do this with John Jones not. And then Dana White, you know, probably is this, look, John Jones, that fight's going into Hall of Fame. And then people have probably been telling him he's going to let you down again and again. And then he has let down. And then it's a real black eye for the sport. It doesn't look good. But people need to realise that the sport isn't... the, the the actions of one or two people doesn't speak for the rest of the sport either. That there's, if you look across across the board, most of the people are quite respectful and they live normal lives where they're not getting into this trouble. I think it's it, what it seems to be to me is if you look at it, seems to be the rise. If someone has a quick rise, like he was the youngest ever champion, look at Conor McGregor's rise is quite quick, whereas the slow and steady risers seem to be more level headed. I don't know. I think it's because I actually seen something the other day. Uh, a quick rise leads to ego, a slow rise leads to humbleness or something like, something like that. I'd have to get to quote, but whoever Ben Harden MMA, that's who it was. But it was, a, it, was a good, it was basically if your rise is quick, your ego is going to be massive, whereas if you have to grind through, I'm not saying they didn't have to grind through, but if you go from no relative nobody to being one of the biggest sports in Conor McGregor's place, one of the biggest personalities in the world, like that, that would do something to it to anyone's ego, I would say. But well, the we'll see how being, it pans out. The oh, reason no, being, the reason being, why slow rise, uh, what like you said, those who have ha- actually risen through the ranks slowly. Sometimes it may feel for them that they're not getting anywhere at certain stages. You have those that it's so easy for them; they, you know, they rise through the ranks really quickly. Um. This might be obvious to most people, but 
I think when you when you rise through the ranks, um, a slow rise, rising through the ranks really slowly. I think you suffer along the way, and progress isn't made so easily. So when you achieve the successes and when you achieve the top success, rise at the top, you actually appreciate it a lot more. So much that you make sure that you don't do anything at all to have that success taken away from you. But if you get it so easily, you don't appreciate it, and you know, you take it for granted, really. So you just, um, <laughs> you know, you do whatever. You, you don't give a damn. You act so nonchalantly. And, um, yeah, you know, you have situations like what's happening to um, John Jones. But in John Jones's case, I think so far we've not seen the con- the, um, the appropriate, adequate consequence for the actions that he's done, you know. I think when he, if, and I think, I think Dana White eventually will have to cut him if he want, he does something so serious that even fight fans don't want to see him fight anymore. They don't care about pay per views. I mean, when it's him on the card as a main event in the in the main event fight, they just won't watch it. They might boycott it. If that wouldn't really happen, it could happen. I can't see it happening. Depending who else is on the card, um, but I don't know. We'll have to see. I think once the core is over. And everything is out in the open because at the minute you're getting different different stories. John is saying this isn't true, that isn't true of the different things, but he's not denying some aspects, which then he's obviously alluding to is true. Um, I think we'll have to wait to the court case because UFC might make their decision based on the court case. They might. I can't see it happening, but they might, I think, maybe suspend him for a year and make sure he goes and gets professional help. But we'll have to wait and see. I don't, I don't envision that. I just, something will come up soon and it'll be forgotten about. Not forgotten about, but it won't be as big a deal. Connor will do something in the meantime and the, the focus will turn. But why is it there are some people, I think, I think you said that uh, some people, they've, they behave this way because they've just, Back in when they were young, their childhood, adolescent, and young adult years, they had a horrible time. They were abused. Why is it some people who've been through that, when they get older, they learn how to just you know they they know that taking out on the world is not going to make it make things better for them, but other people do. I don't know because like you said, you, you could get two people from the same town and have the same up bringing and then one could become a, a successful businessman and one could become a junkie i don't know it's all a mental thing i think you'd have to look deep into psychology for that to find out the reasons why there might be certain things and triggers i couldn't really ask that question because I, I wouldn't know but i say it might be certain little things that happened that might be slightly different it might be like if their upbringing is the same and they have the same issues i don't know it depends on the person and your mindset and how you perceive things and how you want to look at things. And some people look and go, I don't want ever that to be my family. And then they will always strive to be better. Whereas some people would be like, oh, well, that's how I was brought up. Why isn't it good enough? Like, so what? That's what I had to go through. So now I'm going to put other people through, if you get me. Whereas some people are like, no, that's not for me. I don't know. I don't know. It's a strange one. We'll have to see how it unfolds anyways. All right, um, moving on. Luke Rockhold. And this was supposed to be like his return to mixed martial arts after 
quite a long um, hiatus. Oh, sorry. Yes, against Sean Strickland. I didn't like Luke for a long time. I thought he's quite smug and quite arrogant. Um, he still does come across that way, but I think it's probably because he's fighting Sean Strickland that I like him a bit more because I don't like Sean Strickland. But some of the, the things he said about Palestine and apparently he wants to be the first person, he wants to be the first person to kill someone in the UFC in the cage. Um, and just the way he talks, he's a bit, I don't know. I was looking forward because Luke is really, really fucking good. Like Luke is, have you ever seen the video of his question mark kick that goes around? Sort of question. question mark a, kick. Yeah. It's where, you know, you bring it up and you kind of stop him. It's a video of his, if I find it, I've said it shit. It's amazing. He's like, he's good on the ground. He's good. He's kickboxing. He obviously, he tried to go up the weight class uh, to like heavyweight and Lachovic knocked him, like broke his jaw. Uh, he had two, well, the, the two knockouts he had was Romero and Lachovic. And everyone says he's got a weak chin, but like Romero and Yang are two heavy punchers. Um, I was looking forward to it. I think it's something got to do with his back, he said. And he's had to pull out. So um, I think there's a few people putting the name forward for that one. So were you looking forward to his return? I did hear about a thing from one of his other teammates from the AKA gym in San Jose. Um, they mentioned on their podcast, and well, I didn't really listen to what they said. I just saw him passing when I was flipping through the YouTube, um, my home feed. And um, they just, I saw in the, in the title that, um, yeah, they're just saying what they thought about him coming back to them um, fighting. So that kind of, I, I sense, I um, I, saw, I was thinking, yeah, this guy's going to come back to the Octagon at some point. I think he's just about on the edge of, on the on the edge, on the boundary of retirement. He's, what, 37 now, isn't it? So he's he still, yeah. he's still fairly young. Not, well, Okay, and by mixed martial arts terms, that's still fairly young, but fairly young, but uh, he that's still young, but he's not too far from retirement. Would you call a question mark kick? Uh, I have to show you, and that's what it's called a question mark kick. It kind of you flick your leg up, you kind of keep your knee behind, like you keep your leg bent, and then you just flick out your you flick out your knee at the last minute and catch them in the head. Google it, Google Luke Rockhold question mark kick. It's kind of. Uh, so, <laughs> sorry, you just saw me watching that. <laughs> sorry, uh, I just, I'm just thinking how, how ridiculous I was. It looks on camera there, my mouth open. <laughs> sorry, just a lot of things I see in the sport um, still amaze me, still shock me. So I just saw how he does it so easily. Yeah, he cranks his um, leg so that his between his calf and his thigh, it's like a ninety degree angle, yeah. sort of. And then he just moves his whole leg around to kick you. I just, yeah. Ooh. See, that's what I was looking. At. That's what I was. One of my Thompson does it quite a lot as well. Um, it's a good kick. I wanted to see him use it. I wanted to see how he he would be after a long layoff, and especially like moving back down to the weight class. But mm. we're not going to see it now. It's going to be someone else that steps in if. If Sean accepts a new opponent. Uh, well, yeah, I'm sure he still wants to fight. So, of course, Sean Strickland will definitely accept a new opponent. Uh, he doesn't want to accept Bilal. He said he wants someone that's going to have name value and get him closer to the title. 
I know, but he said. I think he said he would accept it. Like when they're going back and forth on Twitter, I think they they don't like each other, do they? No, because sorry, uh, because he was making uh, he made the comments about Palestine. I can't remember exactly what it were, but it was they weren't nice comments. Um, so Bilal called him out on it. So that's what they've been going back and forth. But at one stage, Sean said he didn't want to. Sean had said previously, "I'll fight. I'll fight you in the car park. I'll fight you anywhere." And then he said, "No, I don't really want to fight someone who doesn't have a good ranking and doesn't have name value to get me close to the title." Uh, but Gilbert Burns also said he'd fight him as well. Yeah, Gil- so, oh, that'll be an interesting fight. Yeah, Gilbert Burns. Gilbert, yeah, yeah I think Gilbert would beat him. Um, he just probably lay on him, but uh, I don't know. Like they're two welterweights coming up. Sean's a big, big, big lad. Then you know, well between welterweight and middleweight is what one seventy and one eighty five. So if he's cutting a good bit of weight, so imagine how big he'd arrive in on fight night to fight one of them two. But I think he will get a fight. I think someone he will accept someone he has to. Yeah, no, of course. I think this should have been the main event for that card, isn't it? Should it? No, I think he was fighting that. No, he was fighting on. Uh, it's the one in uh, MSG. Uh, Madison Square Gardens. Yeah, it's the one that has uh, just uh, Usman, Kobe, Justin Chandler. Oh no, sorry. Then they no. That will not be the main event. So Usman, oh, Ram, but Usman, Usman will be the main event. Yeah, yeah. And oh, then sorry, you, that's a mistake. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, no. Um, because to be fair, it would be a main event for a fight night. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be a main event for a, a pay per view because the fight, the pay per views, obviously, because they've no crowd with the fight nights now. They want to get the most out of pay per views, which is sort of like the it's big, big names on the pay per views. Like the next sixty days are. Like I send you a list, I seen a list somewhere of the fights in the next sixty days. The cars are stacked. The pay per views are stacked. Okay. So, right. who would you like to see Sean Strickland face? I'm wondering. Looking at um, remind me, Gilbert Burns fights in. Is it lightweight or He's would it be welterweight? Welterweight. He's welterweight. Yeah. Sean Strickland is more of the lightweight, isn't it? Uh, he's middleweight, so it's in between. So one uh, of them would have. To, so one of them would have to make weight, isn't it, to match up in the class, isn't it? Yeah. So either Gilbert would have to come up, or Sean would have to come down. But I can't see Sean coming down. But Gilbert, obviously, if he cuts a bit of weight, so he might not have to cut as much weight to. Uh, right, Gilbert Burns crossing weight. I mean, but Gilbert Burns already. I mean. Looking at him, he looks like he's really quite a big guy. Yeah, so I don't know how much if he has to cut to get down, but I'd say he does have to cut a bit because you know you notice that they all cut a good bit and then all of a sudden they're really skinny. Not skinny, but they're they're light. Then the next day back of fight night, they're boom, extra fifteen pounds back on once they rehydrate. Um I'd say he He's probably the closest option to get fight. I'd like to see uh, Gilbert Burns fight. Yeah, of course. And um, I can't. no, are you, okay. you asked me about who? Like, yeah, Gilbert Burns. Yeah, who would you then, like to see? No, Gilbert Burns. But then mm, I think it, it, 
that would really change the whole dynamic because I do see Gilbert Burns, Gilbert Burns taking the win. Uh, because I think, his, yeah, yeah, sorry, his stand up's really good. I mean, he's really good. I see, he's really good with his hands when he fought Kamara Usman. Kamara Usman won, but Gilbert Burns is stand up. I mean, he's really he's ferocious with his with his fist when he's punching and hitting his opponent. Just a jab coming almost like a coming out of a machine gun. Yeah, um, no, his 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 stand up is very good, but he's actually a black belt jujitsu as well. So no matter where the fight goes, you know, he's uh he's he's very well rounded. So yeah. I think he would beat Sean Strickland, and hopefully that's the fight that that's the fight I'd like. Yeah, of course, and then Sean Strickland probably be hating Luke Rockhold for pulling out the. <laughs> Pulling out the fight. <laughs> uh, well, I wanted to cover the, how Rockhold and Strickland were dissing each other on social media, but okay. Yeah, we can. No, we can as well. They would. They went back and forth. Strickland was saying that he he wanted to fight in the street fight at the car park. So, like, he was. It was a little bit kind of. Childish, I thought. It's kind of meatheadish the way he was approaching it. And then a lot of people said, "Yeah, you don't want to meet Luke Rockhold at the car park." Like so, it's, this isn't what it is. Like, what did you make of the whole exchanges? Well, you made a comment earlier that um, Strickland had made a comment about Palestine, and I know that even wherever someone who is originates, at least whether it's through ancestry or through the parents, or, you know, migration, whatever, if they originate from that part of the world, anything that happens there, wherever they are in the world, whether it's the US, the UK, Australia, South America, Russia, anywhere, um, if something happens there against their own people, they do feel it. Even if they're not there physically, you know, suffering with those people, wherever they are in the world, they do feel um, affected. Um, but what was the comment that Strickland made about... I can't the... remember. About Palestine? Yeah. I don't know the exact one. I'd better to get it up. Um, but it was basically saying, don't feel sorry for them or something along those lines. It was, I think it was, you know, Will Harris Productions. Was it Will Harris? Will Harris that does uh, the Tom... He done the thing on Khabib. What was it called? The Something of a Fighter. Tom, of a Fighter. Um, it was on one of his, he put up something about Palestine and Sean Strickland wrote a big paragraph about how it was their own fault and I don't feel sorry for them, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Which rubbed a lot of people up the wrong way. It may be silly to ask this, um, but I think automatically I get, I you know, because the two people that are going, that are, you know, are, having the conflicts in that part of the world, the Palestinians and the um, the, the Israelites. And, you know, the Gaza Strip. Yeah. Yeah, the Palestinians, Palestinians and the Israelites. So I was assuming that if he made that comment, then maybe, is it, first of all, his background, uh, Strickland's background, is he, of a Jewish, is he of Jewish descent? I actually couldn't answer that. I don't know. Okay. That's a good question. Because again, they're the two people who are arguing about that place, you know, and when something like this happens, they feel very, very, very um, angry towards the other side. So, um, but I could be wrong. He, just, he could be. That's a good question. I don't know. I'll actually have to look at it into that. I can check it right now, even. 
Well, well, I mean, why shouldn't people feel sorry for the Palestinians? Was and why did he say that? If you remember, I don't remember the whole context of it. Um, I don't remember the whole context of it, but that's why Bilal doesn't like him, and a few people don't don't like him. Um, and I get we live in a world now where sometimes you can't say too much, and people take offense easily. But it was something that. A lot of people, like even myself, are kind of like, whoa, do you know, there's a lot of feeling of hate there. So it's not something that was said off the cusp or was out humor. It was like, whoa, you know, that's, that's deep. So I don't know the whole, like, I would know bits and pieces about what's going on over there, but I wouldn't know enough to comment and I wouldn't know enough to take a side. And I wouldn't know enough to put a, a paragraph like that on Instagram. Um, vilifying one side or the other because it's just it's not really my thing i don't know i like i said if if you can find out if he's from jewish descent maybe that will tell us why if he is look for up quickly I can't see much here. And even such as um, these sources that I think most people go to, such as Wikipedia, that has even to some extent um, in the past, it has sometimes been discredited. Discredited as not always being completely accurate. Yeah, Wikipedia. Because you see after someone loses a funny way or gets knocked out in 13 seconds or something like that, that someone changed their Wikipedia to something kind of ridiculous. Because it's... You can't see? I can't see much, no. What's the origins of certain nicknames? Yes. Have you seen Strickland's reply to, to Luke pulling out? Because I actually haven't seen anything myself. I think maybe the guy, um, he insulted us. I, I saw it, but um, I was seeing so many other things after that. I think he, I think he insulted um, Rock Holes. And um, God, the guy, I've noticed the guy does talk a lot. Uh, he insulted a Rock Holes, probably called him a bitch or something like that for pulling out the fight but I think it's a herniated disc or something yeah, like that something, if it's something yeah, in your yeah. back something like that that's something you can't really go into a fight with he's not going to be able to train and then like how much damage are you going to do in there what do you make of Sean Strickland's comment saying he wants to be the first one to kill someone in the octagon in the UFC. You know, and I'm going to generalize here a little bit because he won't be the only one who has said some really, really bizarre things in this sport. Well, in regards to him, what do you mean by killing? I mean, do you mean that just as a figure of speech or do you mean that you actually want to? No, he actually wants to physically kill someone is what he said. As he wants taking that. someone's life in front of life. them. Well, 
Yes, I think that's yeah. actually the way he phrased it, was he wants to take someone's life in the cage. Um, well, the obvious one is that that's very, very wild, you say, that that's crazy and bizarre. And why would you want to do that? I mean, what are you thinking? At the end of the day, excuse me, this is just a sport, okay? It's just, you know... It's just a game and yeah, it's a brutal sport, but at the end of the day, you're not in there trying to hurt the other person. You're going to hurt them, but you don't want to actually hurt them whereby you start to cause them harm in the set. In this, in the case that they start to lose their life. I mean, why would you want to do that? I have no idea because that, that's, that's a pretty fucked up thing to say. I, Dante yeah, Wilder yeah. says, Dante Dante Wilder said something similar as well, didn't he? He said, "We get paid. This is like we get paid to do this, and it's my God-given right. If I take someone's life in there, so why shouldn't I? If I get paid, like I just do. You think it's it's said for the factor of like, wow, wow. Like, is that why people are talking about Sean Strickland, or does he actually genuinely mean it? Like, if he genuinely means it." then he needs more help than John Jones. Well, like, we, okay, well, that's, you know, well, again, um, I haven't said this before, but where John Jones is concerned, he's done so many crazy things now. Um, you know, what about what he's said and done that the media and other people don't know about? You know, maybe yeah. he said that, maybe he said something similar like this in private and probably some, just never been brought to the large media and to the public. So, um you know uh what's his name strickland and uh, wilder probably just they're not the only two they're not except exceptional cases you never know what's being said and what's being done behind closed doors true but as a promoter if you heard that would you be like whoa no you want to kill one of our other fighters like you actually want to take someone's life i know obviously it would never no it could get to that stage if they get injuries or whatever but and but you know if it was a case that he went after the bell or kept going, it'd be broken up. But what's, um, what's the what's the promoter's main concern after putting on a big fight? I mean, Dana White's a really good example. Cash is king. I said that before. And John Jones, <laughs> go on. Yeah. No, no, go on, go on. And John Jones, with all the things he's done. Um, the uh, the the car crash, the um, the steroids controversy, the um, domestic violence, and um, just even the the things he said. I think he's probably done and said it all now. That uh, the only thing left that we have to see him do is probably murder, <laughs> attempted murder. That's probably the only thing we have to see huh. see to he to see him do. And maybe they'll wake up Dana White and his friends at the UFC to probably cut this person because. Again, if you know, if this is what one of your employees is doing, and they're they're tarnishing their name, their image, what does it say about you? If this happened to any other ordinary person that works for maybe um, any other corporation, a retailer, or any other company, if they actually saw or heard that they had done something so, so, um, so disgusting, so, so immoral, they'd actually sack them. They'd be dismissed. But in this case, uh, you just don't know what to say sometimes. You know, 
Yeah, but no, in, in relation to Sean, though, more so, he doesn't bring in the cash. He's not a big name. I only know Sean Strickland because he said he wanted to kill some. Mm, yeah. He had had yeah. a fight there recently. Who he fought Uriah there recently. Um, like, if you're a promoter and someone says they want to kill someone, like, I wonder, does he mean it or is it just a wow factor? I don't know. I think he might mean it. Like, some of the stuff you can pull up there's comments he's made and DMs he's sent to people and like he's just he's a pretty pretty intense guy pretty pretty full forward so I don't know if I suppose or I, I wouldn't like someone to say they want to take another fighter's life in, in the cage but then again is it just fight talk I don't know that would actually probably just uh, I just a thought came into my mind that might actually prompt other fighters not to fight you not someone to fight you. Yeah. It could it could because it, yeah, magical. It's not like he doesn't want to win, he wants to kill me. So <laughs> he doesn't want to beat me and go up next day. He wants to kill me. Then imagine going into that. But then again, you're gonna get some fighters like, well, fuck him, I'm gonna beat the fuck out of this guy. Absolutely. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, Leon Edwards, Jorge Marfidal. Jorge Marfidal. Um, that's set for UFC 269. I mean, the most that I know about this, um, well, I'd say Leon Edwards seems to have had so far, he's on a winning streak and seems to be fighting all these names that carry weight in the sport, especially the UFC. Um, you know, I was still surprised when I saw that um, picture of him and Nate Diaz, the, the promotional poster, just coming off my Instagram news feed. I was surprised when I saw that he beat Nate. Um, so, so far, he seems to be you know, working his way up the ranks in the UFC in his weight division. Yeah, he's he should have got shot about four fights ago when he was on an eight-fight win streak. He's been there. But he doesn't have the name value. Like when like he took Nate apart. Nate, Nate had one one part in that fight. That was it. That whole fight, Leon absolutely fucking annihilated him from start yeah. to finish on the ground on the feet. Um he should have got it, but he's not the name. So he called out Jorge years ago. Once Jorge with the tree when Jorge hit him Joe out the back and hit him with the tree piece and the solar in London or Liverpool uh, when and then after Jorge knocked out Darren Till that's when his rise kind of he'd been around for a while but his kind of rise to superstardom was coming I think Ben Aspen was next after that um, they'd obviously got that altercation and then Jorge, or Leon's been calling him out and calling him out for years and years and years and Jorge wouldn't take the fight people reckoned Jorge wouldn't take the fight because Leon would beat him um, but Obviously, Jorge has had two back-to-back title shots. And when the name apparently got put to Leon, Leon said no. He didn't want to fight. He wants a title fight next. But then he's obviously realized, the UFC are like, well, if you don't take this fight, you're not getting a title shot. And I think it's sad because, like I said to you earlier in our message, the rankings really don't mean fuck all. They don't want Leon. Leon's not marketable. He doesn't market himself. He's very like he's starting to speak a bit of shit now, but he's like he's not really a big shit talker. But he's starting to do it now. I think he's probably just pissed off with not getting 
like 12 fight win streak. The only other person I can compare that to is Tony Ferguson, who only got an interim shot after 12 fights. Like, you go on a 12 fight win streak in your division, do not think, especially look at Jorge, got two back to back shots. Jorge only got the fight because of his name power, then lost the fight, and then got an immediate rematch off a loss because he didn't have full camp. So, could you imagine Leon beating 12 guys in a row? And then Jorge gets the next title shot again. I don't know. What do you make of what do you make? What do you think of Leon? <clears throat> to be honest, up until this year, 2021, I had not heard of this guy. No, really, I've not heard of this guy. So I think when was it that he was supposed to fight? It was it was earlier this year, as I said, they were supposed to fight. Um they used to call the other guy Khabib 2.0, but I think he uh, caught COVID. Kamzat. Kamzat. Kamzat Chimaev. Yeah, they had three fights scheduled. On each and every one of those fights, something happened. And so the fight had to be either cancelled to be or be rescheduled. And so I think on the third time that something had happened, I think the UFC had actually um, sat up and said, no, um, this is enough. We need to do something about this. I think Dana White said, um, no, we need to actually sort this out now because it's getting ridiculous and it's not fair on Leon Edwards. So they put Bilal Mohammed in place of um, Chimaev. And in that fight, um, Edwards was winning. And yeah, he was winning, but unfortunately he had to be stopped after the second eye poke. Um, Mohammed just couldn't continue. Um, but you say about what I think of Leon Edwards um, overall, I think. Yeah, it's a good fight size on a winning streak. Obviously, he's putting the work in, he's doing well. I, I think on some fights, like the one I mentioned earlier with um, Bilal, maybe in that fight he got he got lucky, but you could see in the rounds leading up to the stoppage, to the stoppage, he actually was unbe- he actually was winning the fight. So I think in that case, yeah. But I still feel that somehow it would be better if the fight had been finished in a proper way, um, because the eye poke <laughs> didn't really make it fair for Bilal, but it is what it is. Um, but overall, I get what you mean about the marketability. Um, fight fans need to be excited by you. And if they're not excited, they're not going to feel um, compelled to tune in to, to pay for the pay-per-view or for the ticket, whatever. They're not going to feel compelled to tune in to watch you fight whether they love you or whether they hate you. I mean, that's what's happening with the other person, that YouTuber. <laughs> yeah, oh we won't mention his name. I was, right, we, 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 we move quickly on because I was, I was just thinking so we get you one without him. No, but I get the point that you make, that you make, um, that many other people uh, make about the marketability factor. You know, the same thing can be said about um, Usman's nemesis, uh, Covington, you know, um, unless if you're being, if you're acting in, not, in a not so nice way, then, you know, you're not exciting to watch, that sort of thing. So I get it, but is he marks Well, I think he can be if he changes the way he is. But I mean, some fighters such as GSP, they've never been the source of crap. They've never been the source of, you know, rude, whatever, bad boy um, sort of fighters. And they still you know, that he's in the Hall of Fame and still respected by a lot of people. So 
I don't know. I think it depends what, what the fighters like and it depends what the organization thinks of you and it depends what the fight fans think of you. Yeah, at the end of the day, we're the ones that are going to be spending the money. So you have to appeal to us. I like him though. I, like for me, I like a bit of both. I like you like the skill and I like the markability as well. Like, but I think it's see, that's why nowadays the rankings don't mean anything, and it's kind of a shame because you're not really getting the best guy all the time. But like you said, this cash is king. Money makes the world go around. If you're not gonna sell the fights then you're not going to be in the fights. Yeah. Like, and the UFC will make no bones about it. Because oh, of course. Conor McGregor will come off a, a five-streak loss and get a title shot. You know? Conor McGregor, if Dustin Poirier has the title when Conor McGregor comes back, Conor McGregor will get the title shot after having two two losses back-to-back. Um, albeit one was broken, his leg, but... Like twelve fights, you should be getting a title shot. You should be, and it's just it's unfair on Leon. I think it's it's not that he's a good or bad guy. Like, and if he changes, then he's not really going to be authentic to who he is. Mm. I just think people find him uninteresting. That's it. There's, they don't dislike him, but they don't overly. They're not overly invested. Um, so, I don't know. I think it'll be a fun one. I could see, I could see him beating Jorge, but Jorge could. I would say Leon will win. Is is my prediction? But Jorge could catch him because his boxing is so slick. Mm. His boxing is so slick that he could he could shoot him up either. I think Leon has the best, or not Leon. Jorge has the best chance in round one and two. And what pay per view is it on? It's only going to be a three rounder, is it? It should be because it's not a title fight, well, it's and it's on event. the U, and it's not main event, so. Unless they do, I don't know, because they've had two non-title fights, non-main events, five-rounders, but that's with the Diaz brothers, which is really strange. Um, unless they do a five-rounder, but so it's going to be going for three. So I don't know. If it's three fight, it actually favours Jorge, maybe. But I still think Leon will do the business. I think Leon's come this far. He, nothing's getting in the way of that title shot. Of course. And if they don't give it to him after this, what do you do? Well, the market, the marketability thing, it go, again, it goes back to what you said about rising to the ranks. You rise through so fast. I think your ego could just destroy all the hard work you put. If you rise up through the ranks slowly, then you appreciate what the success you're achieving. But, you know, in this sport, mixed martial arts, especially in the UFC and sometimes even in other organizations such as Bellator, whereby they say the way they treat the fighters, when they, they treat everyone involved in the promotion, actually, it's almost like one big family. But in this sport, I can see that if you don't behave a certain way, you're not going to get anywhere. You know, people are not tuning to watch you fight. The, the promoter doesn't want to make turn you into a star. You're not going to be guessing fights, not going to be earning any money. So it's like if you can't be yourself, or if if what you really are like doesn't fit into a certain culture in mixed martial arts, especially in the UFC, then it's like the odds are stacked against you, even though you are a really good fighter. Yeah, it's the Colby Covington is a prime example of that. That his character wasn't really conceived until he fought Damian Maya 
and I think he had one fight left or two fights left and the UFC said look he hadn't lost a fight or something or he was unbeaten or, and they said look we're going to cut you even though he was winning like you just no one you're not interested no one's watching very wrestling heavily and then that's when he came out with the Brazilian you filthy pigs or whatever it was in Brazil and then he created his character to be the way he is now because people fucking hate him so he obviously knew people weren't going to like him as the, the the person he was like Leon he was he was uninteresting so he made himself interesting and you can see with Kobe he's taken this it's more of a like a wrestling kind of gimmick he's taken to it but I don't think Leon wants to not be himself I think he wants to just I think he goes on the thing like you've said before with sports people should rise up and they should fight to be the best and I think that's the way he goes and it's just it's unlucky that we're in the age now that it's not like that unfortunately for him uh, because he should have one title shot and I think he will beat uh, Jorge and he will get the title shot but you never know in this game when I would say never, I, I still, you know, um, I still can't forget what happened wasn't back in 2018 with Ben Askren. Not even 10 or 20 seconds into the first round and Ben Askren was already down. It was already dropped. Five seconds. The fastest oh, knockout even ever. Even fastest, fastest knockout. And it would have been three seconds if the ref had got there quicker. Um, it was that quick. Um and then the, so he's had 50 fights as well. He's been around a long time. He's a veteran. He's only been knocked out once, which was Usman. So imagine having 50 fights and only being knocked out once. So the problem with him was he had too many decisions. Uh, he had too many decision uh, win or losses. And he went away. I don't know if you know this, unless you really look into it or into what he want. He went away for a year and he done like a reality show, like a... I don't want to say it, like it's like a kind of uh, they went out to the woods or something. It was like a reality show. He had no phone. He had no not he had no contact with the outside world. It was kind of like a sports bar and a Big Brother or something. And he said he had a lot of time with himself then, um, and he was able to think. And he just thought to himself, "I'm not going to let this go to judges anymore." And then that's when he came back and he knocked out Darren Till, and then his rise just went from there. Um, so that was the problem. So that's like. And then the character and all, not the character, he was always like that, but because he was only getting decision wins, like if a fighter is only always getting decisions, you're not going to really want to, not that you, you're not going to want to watch them all the time. Um, and then he completely changed and his trajectory after Ben Askren, his, 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 uh, his, he just kept going and going. So he went to the woods to a, to a well, to a rural area, almost like where people cut from all sorts, of, cut off from all sorts of um, all forms of civilization. And yeah. for a year, he, I think that's probably something that John Jones might need to do. Yes, that might be because um, I'm not going to repeat what I've, what I said about that guy, but I think um, it, it might help. It may not. Um, change on Jones completely but at least it might get him it might start how do I put this into words it might put him on a path on a journey whereby he starts to rebuild 
his life, right all his wrongs, and just get just gets um if you want to say at least no just change his whole his whole perspective on just how he thinks about things how he does things because i mean just the last thing that happened just after being given such an award despite even you know all the steroids controversies and all the issues with doping and cheating he was given such a prestigious award from the ufc on that same night he still um got got caught up into in the sport of bother um you know just goes to show how serious the problem is so what Jorge Marvidal did maybe John Jones needs to do something very similar yeah Jorge said what it gave him was it gave him a lot of time to think and especially in today's world where, where you've got social media the life John Jones would be living he's got like he'd have a nice big bank account like even myself, even maybe yourself, how many times do you actually stop and sit down and just kind of think and really deeply think to yourself about things? Like if you're living the fast life like him, he probably never stops to sit down and think. As Jorge said, that like he was able to sit down, he had no distractions. So you have no phone, you have no contact with family. And then I think it would be good. I think it would actually be good, at, not for the length. I don't know what length of time it was. It was only a few weeks. I don't think it was for a year. He hadn't fought in a year, I think, but it was in that time. It was like he got voted off or you he, done challenges. And if he didn't complete the challenge, you went. Um, so, like, to, to have no family, no one, and then it'd sort of be like a finding yourself kind of exercise. And it, I say that should be good for everyone, not to that length of time to an extent, but a couple of days maybe. Um, but that could be that could be a resolution for John but I don't know if it will be but Jorge he's under obviously he lost to Usman twice like he didn't want to fight Leon for a long time and now the roles reversed obviously now they are fighting because I think Leon sees no other way to the title and Masvidal, I think, sees this as if he wins. And maybe if Kobe wins against Usman, he might get a shot again. Um, because I can't see them, if he won, I can't see them giving him a shot against Usman. Again, a third one. Like when you're zero and two against someone, I can't see you getting a third one. Mm-hmm. Unless it wasn't a decisive win or it was controversial or Oh, this sport is a crazy, crazy place, even as a fight fan. God. Oh, it's crazy. So I think last thing, well, if you want to still um, cover it, the, um, what predictions you want to make for UFC Vegas 40? I think Aspen Ladd will take it. Like we talked about earlier, she's good on the feet. I think she's only one decision I can't remember exactly but the majority are knockouts um, she's good on the feet she's still only 26 it's very rare you find a, a, in women's MMA someone who has like a record of 9 and 1 I think I believe it is um, because they're kind of tit for tat usually other than standouts so I think she will win uh, Arlowski is fighting and I think so I think Asmolaz going to win. Oloski's fighting, and the guy I think is eleven and one, and I think he is submission. He's I think he's got a lot of finishes as well. 
But Arlovski has been very good to grind out decisions against a lot of these lads lately. So I don't know. I might go with Arlovski. A lot of people won't go. He's probably the underdog, but I'm going to go with Arlovski. He's been there. He's a former UFC heavyweight champ. Uh, he's been around. He's fought the best of the best. I think he might grind out a decision. I think people go in and underestimate him because of his age at 42 years of age. Like to be going that long is just unbelievable. Like uh, he's like he got some mad record of like 32 wins and four. 14 losses or it's probably more losses but I think he might be I think his opponent might take him for granted and I think Orasti might grind out the decision because there's been fights where he's been hurt and he's been able to like his skin has been tested he's dropped but he's got back up so he still has fight in him you say more losses no more wins 31 wins 20 losses no sorry I meant I meant more because I, I said 14 losses, I said I meant maybe he has more than 14 losses. I wasn't sure the exact number. I know he's got 38, 30 some wins, but I just I wasn't sure because I looked at it earlier. That's why I, I said 14 losses. I said I'm not sure. Maybe it's more. I wasn't sure exactly how many losses he had, but it's a crazy record when you look at it. Like who else has a record like that, like with that many fights? I looked at um, Veloski and I looked at his um, opponent. And his opponent, who is Felipe, he um, Voloski looks in better shape because I, when I look at the the people, the guys, the girls who are going to be fighting in the, in the upcoming card, I look at their last fight. Voloski looks like he's in better shape than, than Felipe. <laughs> um, not to say well. Doesn't mean you can't fight, you can still fight, but I mean, in that weight division, you know, Voloski does look like he's going to be a bit faster. Uh, well, because he's in better shape, I think he is, um, his stamina, you know, his um, just how he'd be moving in the cage will be a lot quicker than Felipe. I mean, God, Felipe looks for it. You can see his stomach and guts hanging off of his um, shorts and whatever, but. Excuse me, that shouldn't mean anything. I could be wrong. They're not on the night of the fight. You know, things can change because each side will go and look, will go and study their opponent and see what their weaknesses are, see what their strengths are. And then they'll um, come up with a plan in their head how they're going to go and what sort of stance they'll take in the, in the cage and just how they're going to go about fighting their opponents. So I could be wrong, but looking at the two, the two guys, I say that the other guy, um, Vlosky, despite being 42 years old and Felipe is only 26. Voloski may have the upper hand because of his fitness overall. Yeah, and then he's been there, done that, so he knows yeah, how yeah, to survive onslaughts as well. So, um, I'm actually so I'm going to go with Orlovsky as well, the mm-hmm. and Aspen Lad. Who are you going to go for? Nothing. So Voloski for the co-main event, and then for main event, yeah, Lad. Aspen Lad, gonna help me speak to smart clearly. Um, because she did, uh, she does not did, but she does look like uh, her stand up's really good. Stand up and her ground game's really good. Um, when she was finding her last opponent, who was her name starts with a K, Kuninskaya, Yana Kuninskaya, back at um back in two thousand nineteen. Um, 
she was um, really uh, even on the even on the ground. She was seriously di- dishing out some serious blows and some heavy strikes onto her, onto her opponent. So, um, yeah, she uh, she seems like a really fiery opponent. Dumont probably not as um, ferocious. So I'm gonna go with um, lad like yourself because looking at how she was in her last fight. She looks like almost like a female version of Michael Chandler. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna side with her uh, for those two fights. Yeah, I I think we could be completely wrong, but because yeah, I think yeah. Aspen Aspen Lads only lost is to Jermaine Durandamy, I believe, who was a featherweight champ until she gave it up, and uh, or no, he was was she featherweight. Or was it Bantamweight? She won one of them, and then when she realised she had to face Amanda, Amanda Nunes, she gave it up. Who was this? Um, Jermaine Durandamy. Well, she didn't. She said she had an injury. She, she, she bet Holly Holm for the title. I think it was, by the way. She bet Holly Holm for the title and immediately uh, relinquished the belt because she had an injury. Because the only other person in the weight division is Amanda Nunes. Oh, my God. <laughs> or was it Cy- it was um, sorry it was Amanda or Cyborg it was Amanda or Cyborg it was and everyone was like what the fuck you just win the belt and say oh, choose the poison choose your poison yeah <laughs> it's, it's, yeah exactly <laughs> it's like who do you want to get murdered by next um so that's her only loss so Andrea Andromanry I believe was karate kickboxing champion okay, a kickboxing champion maybe so um, Aspen Lad looks like she's gonna have a bright few. She's only twenty six as well, I believe. So, yeah, twenty six. Yeah, so she's got a bright future ahead of her. But he's in the bantamweight. Who's bantamweight? Shevchenko. I think so. so what's like when you get to the champions of the divisions? The ch- I can't find well, it'll tell me it take me a while to get there. But Shevchenko, um, given her her fight record, I've seen her fight, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if she's a top ranking uh fighter in that weight division though. Yeah, she's had I, I the champions are, between her and Nunes, I can't see them being uh moved from their position for a long time. I think I think they're they're way ahead of the pack. Um, and everyone else needs to catch up to their levels. So, um, but with Aspen Lad, she looks like she's been brought up the right way. Like she's not been thrown straight into the fire. Build her up, give her the time, kind of like so, work your way through it. So, like, and if she hasn't fought, what you say her last fight was 2019? Yeah. Yeah. So she's been out for a while. I think she's yeah. had a couple of fights cancelled. I think she missed weight or something and the fight was cancelled. Yeah, I think so. it was her that she was struggling or so at, the, at the weigh-ins. Did she what? Well, I saw that there was a, a title or a clip or some sort of source online that so so and so this is a this is um lads um struggling to make weight or something. Oh yeah, yeah, the really yeah. bad one, mm-hmm. the really bad one where she was actually physically shaken and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, and it's actually that's not the first time she's missed weight either. So. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what way it's going to go. Uh, 
I, no, I think the fight this weekend will go the ways that we predicted and then we see what the future holds for us. He's a good prospect, but you need to be making the weight. Last but not least, Conor McGregor. Does he do this because he needs to stay relevant while his leg is healing? Because some people, such as GSP, who... Okay, he's a different kettle of fish. He's retired, so he doesn't need to... He does nothing to do with the sport anymore, uh, except for that boxing match with Oscar De La Hoya that everybody is what... Everybody wants to see, but... What are the tweets? You just you said to me that when he... Mm, should I say it? Should I... No. Okay, if, you, if, if you want... No, you want but it's... No, uh, no, it's it's kind of. I think what he's doing is, I think he's a. Uh, he put up the tweet about Dagestani's. I think this is all trying to get Khabib back. I really, really do. I think this is all trying to get Khabib back because he's replying to Ali because he knows Ali will reply and reply. Um, whereas if he wrote to Khabib, Khabib wouldn't directly directly say, uh, reply to him through Twitter. But this all started because uh, Khabib made fun of Conor McGregor. That's how it all started. Conor McGregor wasn't saying anything until Khabib came in with a tweet because in Russia, three or some lads tried to protect some girl, I believe. Don't quote me if the story is not 100%. But uh, some lad got beaten up by three Dagestanis. And was awarded a medal in Russia because he had he had tried to save that girl and he got beaten up. And I think Khabib put up a picture of Connor in the octagon when his brothers were attacking him and said, Where's my medal? Laughing bell or something like that. So basically roasting Connor McGregor. So then Connor went back and then Ali came back. Um, and I reckon this is all just to get Khabib over time. And because I just don't think he gives a shite. He's fucking hundreds of million in the bank. He doesn't. And I don't think he really cares what people think of him anymore. And like we said about with John Jones, they're not getting rid of, they're not getting rid of, they're not going to get rid of Connor. So like he even says at one of the clips, he goes, I live a life if I do what the fuck I want. So I don't know. They, see, some of them were quite offensive. You see, would you, do you think he would say that if he did something that would involve causing harm to someone to the extent that that person lost their life? Because you see, from what you just said, the statement he's made that I live the life where I do whatever, whatever the fuck I like. Yeah. It's almost like saying I'm invincible. No one and nothing can touch me. But I'm I'm pretty sure that's how he feels, especially with his rise, the stuff he's done that he did, like you said with John and stuff. UFC won't get rid of him. He's so much money. He he started fights on the fucking red carpet and the VMAs. He's he's constantly constantly in and around, in and around. Um, so I don't I don't know I don't know I don't know what the whole thing is. He just doesn't give a fuck. That's it. He just doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't care. He's too much money. Why? He doesn't give a fuck what anyone thinks. Like, cause, like what you said to Ali, what was it? I hate you, bro. When you die, I celebrate. 
Yeah, I I I heard that tweet. I read this tweet. Jesus, I was, geez, mm, you gotta be careful what you say. God, I mean, he doesn't, doesn't care. And God, I know it's boring to <laughs> to be talking about this because by now it's something that people just you know they're used to. I mean, do you see him also get guessing inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame? Yeah. 100%. First UFC, UFC double champ simultaneously. He's the first person that's, that's held two belts at once. Um, so he will be. 100% he will be. You see, but at some point, you have to cut. At some point, I'm sure this goes for everybody. You do at some point have to stop paying for your sins, don't you? Or not. Not this guy, right? Well, karma's going to come around. Um, if if you do bad things, bad things will happen to you, they say. But at the moment, he's just living the high life, I reckon. He's just drinking and having fun. And he doesn't really, I, I think it is, like you said, stay relevant. He wants to stay attached to the game. I think he thinks, because he mentioned before that the fight game is, what have you done for me lately? So, so if you haven't fought in a while, you're going to be forgotten about. So I think he doesn't want people to forget. The people, no matter if he sat at home and done nothing for a year, didn't tweet and no one heard from him, if he then came back, people are still going to tune in because it's Conor McGregor. Um, but I think it's when he went to go the, the humble good guy route with Dustin the first time, then he got bet and people had said, we want the old Conor. That's like, so we think it's the mental games that, that helped him. So maybe he went, fuck it, I'll just go back to doing what I was doing before. So there's a line there we don't know. Like, is he overstepping the line though on some of the things you're saying? Well, could, are saying it be, oh. could it be that based on what, you, what you're saying that um, about, you know, um, they want the old Connor back, the fight fans, they don't want, want the nice guy Connor, they want the old Connor, the bad boy Connor back. Maybe he's doing it just for, for show, for marketability. So, but I mean, when he goes for us saying that you're gonna you want to kill someone or dance their grave when they die, they're gonna you're gonna laugh and dance. That's a bit over the top. It is a bit much. Him and Ali have this this strange relationship. It is it isn't something I'd ever say. It's not something I'd ever want someone to say to me. It's not something that I'd expect from anyone in an organization. The hatred between the two of them, like I'm gonna say, I'm not gonna defend Connor in what he said. But Ali Al-Abdiziz, I can't pronounce second name properly, he inserts himself in places he has no business. And he, is a, I, he pokes at people as well to get these reactions out. Um, not Wait, to get these reactions. Ali, is he the fair-skinned guy? Ali is the guy who, he's the manager of Khabib. It's, it's Khabib's manager who he's texting. God, I may, or, sound, I may sound so stupid and foolish now, but... Is he Ali? Is he fair skinned and bald, no hair? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think I know you're talking about. Yeah, he was the one that was in the casino trying to fight Colby Covington. He's the one who's always tweeting out. He actually had control of some of his fighters' twitters, apparently, and he was the one tweeting them and tweeting fucking talking shit. So Ali's no angel himself. Um, like he will turn around. Like when Conor McGregor loses. He texts him, oh, you fucking stupid bitch, fucking pussy, blah, blah, blah. You know, so if you're going to say stuff like that to someone and then they come back and be like, fuck you, I hope you die. 
I celebrate. Like, Ali's not innocent himself. Like, Connor maybe shouldn't have went as far as what he said, but it's almost like every time you do something, you've got some fucking guy tweeting you who isn't even a fighter, and he's calling you Mac Tapper. And Ali's had three MMA fights and he's had three submission losses. And he's calling you Mac Tapper or fucking Tap Machine. And then every time you lose or every time you fucking post something, maybe that's good. He's fucking tweeting you, you're a fucking piece of shit. Like, that's the kind of stuff Ali does, you know? So Ali himself inserts himself into these situations. As a manager, Ali's quite good. If you look at the stable fires he has, he's quite good. Maybe that's why he's, I don't know, but like he has a genuine love for his 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 clients and the fighters. But I think there's a level of like if if you're going to call Conor McGregor out for not being professional, you need to be professional yourself. Like it's like a junkie calling the junkie a junkie. If you get me, you know. Yeah. Oh God. You prefer people to be nice and uh, and just have some morals, but then if they are, then of course you you're not going to tune in to see them what they see them do what they're good at, are you? No, so you, you know you got to have you can't have it both ways. So, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> there's some there's some of the tweets, and then the lady who tweeted then as well, he said some things to her. I can't remember. He said something about big nose or something, and then uh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. You need to put a mask over that, man. I saw that uh, as well. Gosh. Um, <laughs> but um, we shouldn't be laughing at that. We're giving out about the sweet one minute and then laughing at the other one. But like, he's like, with the amount of love he gets off people, I'd say the amount of hate he gets off people as well is unreal. So imagine, I'd say he's turned on his phone every day. And to know yourself, you're getting your, your mentions or your, your messages or whatever. You imagine how much his is blown up and it's all hate. Imagine living in that negativity. I know he's done some bad things or whatever, but every day you're probably like, people's like, I hate you, I hate you. Imagine waking up and having checked. For me, I wouldn't, if I was that big, I wouldn't even go on my phone. I'd set up a WhatsApp with my friends or something. Because like, I, I, I wouldn't be able to, some people can look at it. I think like Joe Rogan says, he looks, he doesn't look at his comments anymore and stuff. So he just does his podcast, puts it out there. Doesn't look at any comments because people are so negative, so negative. So, but Connor seems to relish in that he he like. But then he's going around, he's tweeting stuff like, like he is to that woman. But if you go back to the original one that she she had, she had a, I think she called him a rapist or something. And obviously there was the, there was uh, apparently allegations, but yeah, none yeah, of not never came of that. So, like, is it right to call him that either? Like, so is what she said to him not worse than what he replied? Because he's not convicted. He he was never, I don't know if he was charged or not. I don't know he, if he was charged, he would have went to court. He wasn't convicted. He wasn't charged. There was apparent allegations that these events had happened. Um, so you have to look at his, her, her tweet is more offensive than his in a sense, because she's essentially what she called him. Well, that's a serious allegation to make. Yeah, he just said you need to put something off your face. Like, he called him a rapist. So, I don't well, know. Well, it's a serious allegation that she made, but then the person she's accusing has a very, very interesting history. So, 
you know, one yeah, wonder. Like, where's she? Like, who's this lady? Like, but like I said, he hasn't been to court. He hasn't been charged. So, like, yeah, we live in a world where you should be innocent until proven guilty. So, mm. as much as people like to say they know, no one knows the, the whole events of anything that's happened. So, like, if you don't know the whole events, you shouldn't really speak on it. Yeah. So, you know, the sort of way I'd never turn around and say he is this or is that, because at the end of the day, there might have been rumors and there might have been allegations, but nothing has ever come to light of them. So, and it was never, oh no, he was named in America, but over here he couldn't be named. It was Irish sports star, because you can't legally name someone in a, in an allegation like that because you get sued. Um, whereas in America, they were able to to name him, but nothing ever came of him. So I don't know. I think he needs to stay away from his phone when he's drinking. I think that's the main issue. Um, because he gives, someone will say something and then he'll go a step too far. Yeah, yeah. Um, but people, I'd say he's just waking up and being antagonized every day. I wouldn't even look at my phone. Like if you had that much money, you would your 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 partner and your kids. Like you would you want to get brought down into that negativity of seeing these people saying this stuff about you all the time, and then to react to them. Because when you react to them, then you're giving them the fuel to keep going. Yeah, yeah. And more people are going to do it because they all want to get the reaction of Conor McGregor. They all want Conor McGregor to do this to them. So, look, that's his, that's his own issue. I'm not going to worry too much about a man who has hundreds of millions in the bank and doesn't give a fuck about me. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, David, it's been good. Um, we need... I need to start doing this much, much earlier, at least no later than... Well, even earlier in the evening, 7pm, but because of work, no later than 11pm in the at night. Or in the evening. But it's been good. Um, we should be having, is it um, Dre Miley? Uh, yeah, it's Dre Miley. It's Sunday. I need to double check the time difference because he said 2 p.m. where he is, which I believe is Knoxville. Um, so, and I think we're five out. So, 7 p.m. Sunday. That's good for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so I'll get back to him tomorrow because uh, I told him it was okay, but I was telling him we had this today and we talked to you because I'm really interested. It'll be nice to actually have a first guest on. So he's going to be coming up. We'll be doing it Sunday, but then obviously it'll be maybe, what, Wednesday before the actual interview gets gets out? Something like that. So no, I'm actually fine. looking forward to this. Sorry? Because, uh, no, well, okay, well, I'll, yeah, I can talk about this. Um, The... When we do the interview, I've always started trying to edit it into the next podcast episode. Okay. And of course, I try and okay. upload that sooner than than Wednesday. Uh, of course, I've got my new web- webcam, so hopefully I can record it with the webcam, not my phone. So Okay, so after we talk, to, oh, we'll talk we can talk about this after. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to have Jamie ID on. It'll be next week. Really interested to hear his story. Fight or one eye, yeah. Michael yeah. Bisping, like, um, although Michael Bisping only had it for the end of his career, he's he hasn't had as many fights, Mike Bisping, but it's an interesting story. And I'd like to, uh, like, we'll be able to go in detail with it. And he'll, I've, I've watched one or two of his podcasts before because it was actually an Irish podcast guy 
I put up, who do you want me to do a video on? And he said, Trey Miley. And I went and looked and I was like, oh, this guy has one eye. And then I went back and I listened to it. He's really chill. Like we'll talk about a story and then he'll, he'll, he'll sit and he'll talk about the UFC with us and all that sort of thing. And he'll give his views on different things. Really cool guy. So looking forward to talking to Trey. All right, guys. I'm, uh, I'm afraid. So I think we will wrap th- things up here. Uh, guys, if you did enjoy the content, enjoyed our video, our podcast today, please don't forget to leave a like. Uh, we are now at 100 subscribers. I know it's not much many people out there, but thank you. Uh, we are very, very grateful for all the people who have been supporting us um, throughout this journey since we started. And uh, yeah, um, anything else you want to add? No, like, subscribe, hit the notification button. Yes. And that's it. And then what I'm going to do is, obviously on my platform on Instagram, uh, like we can, we will both, like uh, I will then promote this through the other one as well. I, I don't have, I've a third of the followers you have, but with the likes of the Dre Miley and all coming on, uh, I'll promote that. And then I've, I've put out that we do a podcast together, but I don't know if we're getting much, follow up from that but uh, if we have the likes of Dre on and if we can get more guests on hopefully we'll keep it'll keep going in a, in an upward trajectory for the subscribers sure thing man alright till next time see you later thank you very much take care thank you